Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. You can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be talking about hosting awesome virtual events that's a popular topic these days, and joining us for that conversation is Mega WordPress Virtual Event Organizer, Mr. Jan Koch. Welcome to Press This, Jan. Thank you so much for having me, David. So glad to have you here. I know I've gotten to know you personally in the community over these last few months, uh, maybe longer than that even, um, but really was looking forward to having you here today. So for those listening, what Jan's going to be talking about today, and, and really he's been doing this for a very long time. Jan's been organizing WordPress virtual events. Um, uh, he's with Virtual Summit Mastery, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But really he's been organizing these events since 2015, bringing over 10,000 attendees together from over 110 countries. And so he didn't just figure out the virtual events for the lockdown like most of us have. Um, has actually been doing this since since before the global lockdown. So really uh, looking forward to hearing his story here today. Jan, to kick us off, the first question I ask every guest, which I'll also ask you, is briefly tell me your WordPress origin story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it didn't start with virtual events. I, I say so much. I was working as a business consultant. And in 2013, I remember, yeah, 2013, I uh, had the first contact with WordPress, building a website for my employer back then. Um, to cut a long story short, I decided to start a master's degree in IT security, quit that after six months because it wasn't the best fit for me, and decided to become self-employed by building WordPress websites because by then, that is uh, end of 2013, I already fallen off with uh, what WordPress can do. And since I have a little bit of a coding background, I knew how to work my way around WordPress, let's say, and started building websites for local companies right here. 
Okay, that's cool. So your first exposure was building it for an employer, but then in 2013, after having some time with it, you really kind of started doing it full-time in like a freelance and agency type capacity working for other businesses. Um, and that was, I guess, three years after custom pest types and custom meta fields. So that would have been uh, when WordPress had matured quite a bit into a CMS. That was an exciting time to be around. Yeah. Um, I mentioned earlier that you're with Virtual Summit Mastery. Um, can you tell us what that is all about? Absolutely. And that is something that I'm super excited about because literally just a week before we are recording this, this deal got uh, got settled that I can take over Virtual Summit Mastery. And it is one of the leading coaching programs for virtual events that was originally run by my good friend, Navid Moasas. He founded that in 2014. And he and I were good friends from the very beginning. We started our companies in this same mastermind group. And he coached me for the first virtual events that I was running as part of his pilot program. And now he wants to move away from just coaching and wants to shift his business model a little bit. And he asked me to take over the brand because he saw what I've been doing in the virtual summit space over the past years. And we figured out a pretty good deal on which uh, I can continue evolving this program to really reflect what has been happening over the past year with the pandemic and all the software tools and stuff that came up. I like it. The student has become the master, huh? So you kind of started yep. <laughs> there with uh, him coaching you and now, you know, you, you're now kind of taking over and, and leading that coaching. So, so again, very appropriate for the topic at hand here, you know, cause I know a lot of people are going to be tuned in to listen, um, to think about, you know, their own strategy. I mean, I, I know at least for us at WP engine, we'd had our first virtual event about two months, ironically, before the lockdowns began. So we had like some practice outside of things like webinars, um, and uh, it was it was a crash course for sure. Even though we had we had just had a little bit of, of practice, so I think getting some some insights is definitely something folks are interested in here. So, I guess my next question is, why did you get into virtual events? So you talked about the fact that you were building sites for others, and you kind of got involved a little bit with a gentleman uh, originally virtual summit mastery. Um, and then like, why did you first get involved and then what kind of events have you run since 2015 kind of leading up to this, uh, takeover of virtual summit mastery? That, that is a really good question. And the answer really is that if I'm brutally honest with you, I, I you know, sometimes it hurts to admit when, when you didn't do the best you could and the business wasn't doing so well and stuff like that. Um, I hit a plateau before I ran my first event. So I felt that my freelance business was stuck at a certain point and I was having a hard time escaping the roller coaster, if you will, like most agency owners just know too well when you have these feast and famine cycles. I was tired of those really. And by then, Navid was already running his first summit and he brought on 88 speakers for his first event, which, which was insane to just begin with. And um, I saw how well he was doing with that. so. My my next best move was to ask him to coach me how to run a summit tailored to WordPress professionals, if you will. So that is where the WP Summit in 2015 originated. And since then, I've just been focusing on running virtual events in the WordPress space. Eventually, that WP Summit turned into the WP Agency Summit. 
because that's more of the target market that I am familiar with. Like I, I'm running an agency and most of my friends run an agency. We, we look around the same Facebook groups and all that good stuff. So I knew what challenges those agency owners had to face and I knew the people who had overcome them. And if I didn't know them personally, I would be able to get an intro to the most influential speakers in our, in our space. Just as you, David, when, when we did the webinar for the WP Agency Summit last year, that was super interesting. And it is just, um, I think what made me gravitate towards the WordPress community is the supportive nature that you have. Like, even if, if we were talking or if I'm talking to Mario Pesha from DevRix or if I'm talking to Brad Tuanar from Delicious Brains, like these guys, they, they could charge thousands of dollars an hour to just share what they learned over the past years because it's just so valuable what they have to say. But they all agreed to jump on for free so that the virtual summits that I'm running were able to provide free access to all the interviews that I've been doing. Okay, so that's interesting. So like you got started, you kind of hit this plateau in your freelancer business, you're kind of you know, pulling your hair out with the feast or famine, as you mentioned, and I've been there, I've done that myself, uh, very much so, uh, familiar with that. And so you're thinking about it at the time as like a, a vehicle of monetization. Like I want to I want to get in a different kind of business or I want to expand my business in a different kind of way. And, and virtual events was, was a vehicle for you to do that. Um, it How was you, re really, sorry to cut you off, uh, it was really just a vehicle to make some noise in the space, to be honest. I wasn't really sure how to monetize them back then. I think I made like a couple of thousand, like 3,000 or something like that, nothing extraordinary. But um, it put me on the map of some bigger names and some other agency owners that I could then partner up with later on for my agency so that I can bring on a little bit more of the predictable recurring revenue. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Cause that was going to be my question was like, was it a mechanism for, you know, creating a virtual event that earned revenue itself or was it a vehicle to drive growth in your existing business? And it sounds like maybe it was a mix of both, but more of a, a tilt towards driving value in your existing business, which I yeah. think is how, you know, of course, most people think about uh, virtual events. I think at least on the whole anyways, uh, particularly during the lockdown when obviously these, these in-person events aren't there, we have to kind of supplement them. I want to kind of pick apart the strategy a little bit, though, of, of leveraging events to virtual events to drive growth in an existing business. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. 
Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Jan of Virtual Summit Mastery about online events. Um, Jan, before the break, you were talking a little bit about how when you first launched WP Summit, uh, and as well, subsequently, WAP Agency Summit, it was really about networking in a sense, meaning, you know, how could you meet new and interesting people that might have insights or even direct partnerships with your freelance and agency business to help it grow? Um, do, how do you think about virtual events in that context? Like, is it good for that? Is it just a means to collect email addresses that you email later? Like, do you think it does virtual events can result in like a material business outcome other than just building your email list? Yeah, I, I think they absolutely can. And to be honest with all the work you have to put into a solid virtual event, as you well know, with the WP uh, engine event that you ran a couple of months ago, it is a lot of work that goes into hosting and organizing these, these things. So the main takeaways I see from virtual events are obviously growing your email list. If you decide to make the content available for free, you at least capture the email so that you can then send the links to the specific sessions out to the attendees. And then it is your challenge and it's your job essentially to nurture those relationships, to build, build relationships with the attendees, to earn their trust and to showcase the thought leadership that you want to demonstrate in the field. But then on the other hand, depending on your model, you can obviously build relationships with the speakers and you absolutely should, even before you reach out and invite them to be a speaker, I think you should be able to kind of get in front of their eyes and make them at least recognize your name when you're starting to pitch them to speak on your event. And then if you want to bring on sponsors as well, like I usually do, um, you have to work very closely with those companies to make sure the sponsorship of your event is worth their money and their time because those companies also invest time and manpower in your event. And so those are at least three sources of valuable relationships that you can grow from running a virtual summit. So it's not just, you know, the size of the audience and some marketing message you email them or put in front of them, but it's also that conversation and the partnerships of those um, that might speak at the event. I know that certainly rang true for how we think of events and those that participate in our sessions, you know, in, in the virtual context. So that definitely rings true. I guess my next question is maybe a little bit more tactical. Um, so, you know, one of the challenges with putting on a live event is, is getting live speakers to actually be live. I mean, I've done a lot of live events since <laughs> yeah. lockdown began. Some organizations pull it off wonderfully. Um, some do it, do it not so wonderfully. Uh, but like, no matter what, it's always this like very stressful situation. So like, like one of the things we've considered is like, 
pre-recording more of the sessions and um, doing more like live QA with the speakers via chat during the session. But like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, should people actually be live that actually matter as long as they're available for like Q&A and interaction? I think it's uh, a good mix that you have to have when hosting Virtual Summit. So for my events, I do most of the talks pre-recorded and then I ask the speakers to be available when the talks air. I also uh, sprinkle in live webinars and group discussions with hosting panels and stuff like that so that uh, the attendees get to speak to the people uh, on video live. Um, it is, as you mentioned, an organizational challenge though because given our global nature in, in, the, in the WordPress community or online marketing space at least, the biggest challenge I think is to orchestrate all the different time zones that you have. So in planning your summit, I would say you have to be very, very clear about where most of the attendees likely will come from. And then I would rather cater the live events to those hours when, when they are available. Maybe the US hours for the WordPress market, for example, I would rather focus on those hours than hosting live events at 2 p.m. here in German time where it's like 6 a.m. in the morning in the U.S. and nobody can attend because they're all asleep. I found that it's interesting because like on the, the pre-recorded sessions, I found that it's actually easier with time zones because the speakers themselves, I mean, especially if they're busy people, they don't have to show up on a certain day at a certain time, right? Like you can schedule the recording. And so yeah. that, you know, I found anyways, tends to open up like the the volume of speakers that might be available even to speak at your event. Um, yeah, that's true. And that, that's also another point. What you can do with the pre-recorded sessions is you usually would keep them available for like 48 hours or something when the uh, event is live so that people can watch them at their convenience, no matter what time zone your attendees are in. Do you have any tips for getting like, cause like one of the things I've experienced in the past is like those recorded sessions actually don't get viewed a lot. Um, do you have any, have any tips on like getting those recorded sessions after the event to actually get views? I mean, is it just a matter of like promoting it with email and paid traffic or something like that? Or do you think of us like an, an overall strategy with that? Um, I wish I had the magic key for this to solve this riddle. <laughs> so, Big better what, content, what, is that your answer? <laughs> uh, ha having good content, I would say, is a given. If, if you bring, bring on a qualified speaker, then that, that should result in some form of a valuable conversation or presentation. Um, you mentioned promotion, which is really important. So what I like to do with my events is I encourage all the speakers to promote their session specifically. And I give them like custom graphics and custom swipe copy that they can use for email and Facebook and stuff. And one mistake I see many virtual event hosts make is rushing the event and not giving the speakers the time they need to promote. Because if you think about it, when you bring on A-list speakers, like for example, let me bring on Matt Mullenweg, for example, on a virtual summit. Not, not that he would ever join one of mine, but um, he has a full schedule and he has his content scheduled for for when which email has to go out and when the the blog posts have to be published and stuff like that so as a summit host you have to factor that in and you have to give your speakers enough time and even the option to add your promotional materials to their marketing schedule which sometimes when you just want to run an event in two months 
that in itself is the the killer that results in not enough promotion and then no real views on the pre-recorded sessions. Yeah, not enough time. That definitely sounds like a big mistake. I, I gotta imagine you've seen other mistakes. Like, what are the other things people are doing wrong? You think they should reconsider? Um, another very common mistake I see is not making it enticing for people to see the replays. So what you can do, for example, is in the preparation phase of the summit, when you're talking to the potential speakers, you encourage them to run some form of giveaway during their session. Even if it's pre-recorded, you could ask them to give away like their lead magnet or, or one of their cheaper tripwire products that they usually have. And what you then can do is you can announce that that giveaway is running during the pre-recorded session at a certain time. And what you then do is you ask the attendees to share their most important takeaways from that session in the chat box. So you would usually have a live chat where the speaker is present in this situation. And then you or the speaker gets to choose one of the uh, participants who shared the feedback and who th therefore demonstrated that they've seen the session. Yeah, that's really interesting. So you're kind of thinking about it through the lens of like providing incentive to engage, but also to consume the content. And it sounds like you, you maybe view that as a mistake because I guess it's such a, a big opportunity that if people forego it, of course, they're missing out. What about like facepalm? I don't know if you know facepalm mean, but it's just like, oh my goodness, I can't believe they made that mistake kind of mistake. <laughs> what other things like just like basic stuff like Captions, I, I've, like, I've, I've done saying? a big one myself in the last summit and I, I'm using myself as a guinea pig. I really li like to test things out. And um, before I talk about that, I want to thank you for bringing on accessibility features. So captions and transcriptions and stuff like that. I think uh, transcriptions more than captions are really important these days. Captions can get very expensive depending on how many speakers you have. Our, our guest, uh, Merrill, in two weeks, Jan, will will probably advocate heavily for captions. Yeah, and <laughs> she, you know she has all the rights to do yeah. so. <laughs> but it's also it's a, it's a decision that has to be made by the host on whether it's monetarily feasible. So for example, with my WP Agency Summit last year, I would have paid around $4,000 just for the captions. And then I would have to have my VA double check everything that ref.com or a different service has been doing. So that would probably be like five grand for so the captions. So it sounds like though, from the high level that like another mistake is not paying attention to accessibility. I mean, people like are running and gunning with the lockdown and yeah. you're reacting so quickly and not very, being very planful and not thinking about that. Like, well, well how are people going to consume our content if, if, you know, we're shifting into pushing most of our content in this way and we're not putting that eye towards accessibility in that content in addition to our web, then we're really doing a disservice to our audience and, and probably our obligations even as a company. Um, super interesting. I have some more questions for you. I want to talk about virtual networking, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, 
and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, interviewing Jan with Virtual Summit Mastery about hosting virtual events. Jan, right before the break, you were giving us some examples of mistakes people make when planning their virtual events. Wanting to kind of shift gears a little bit, I think like, at least for me anyways, like the reason I actually get on a plane and go to an event is to talk to people. Um, the content's great. I do learn a lot depending on the event, but like, just to be real, I'm there to talk to people. And, and networking at virtual events, uh, you know, I've been to a bunch since, since the lockdown started and like some knocked it out of the park um, and then some were just like abysmal. Uh, I had a really great time and then like VR and networking there. I had a really good experience in Slack, but like, how do you think of networking during a virtual event? Like what are the winning strategies people should consider? Networking is super important. I 100% agree with you there. Um, what I found what makes most networking areas successful is giving attendees different ways to network because um, thinking back to like physical WordCamps, for example, there are introverts and there are extroverts belong, uh, amongst the attendees. And I'm definitely nobody who would jump onto a table with eight people and then be the ninth one trying to hijack that conversation. Essentially, I would rather sit there for myself and wait, wait for some familiar faces who are running around on their own and talk to them. So you have to translate that into the virtual world, if you will. And what I like to do is I like to give uh, the net networking areas, I call them on the summits, various platforms and techniques to engage with the, each other. So there is uh, video chats, you could use like an open Zoom room, you could use uh, Jitsi, for example. You, you can even go as far as some WordCamps do and build VR uh, environments for the networking area, which is insanely cool. And I'm super excited to seeing more of that. But then I would highly advocate to also offer written networking. So text-based networking opportunities There could be a group chat could be something as simple as like a live chat where all the networking or all the attendees can network. Um, could also be a Slack group could, could be anything really that, forces people to not show themselves on camera that allows people to not show themselves on camera because I've spoken to many attendees of my events who are either not comfortable in front of the camera or they don't even have like what they consider a, an appropriate setup to even join a networking area because they see some of the speakers in there and they, they see some of the people who regularly do video calls and have the appropriate setup um, and they don't want to 
compare themselves to those people or they maybe not even be fluent in written or speaking spoken english that's also a big big concern that some people had when i was talking to them it's like i don't feel comfortable joining these conversations because my english isn't good enough yeah written uh communications easier when english isn't your if the events in english and english isn't your first language uh, very yeah. very good point um, you know, thinking about the virtual events I've been to and then thinking about what you just said about having multiple ways to interact, uh, I got, you know, and I'm, I'm an Austin local, so unfortunately I'm going to have to use them as the example I really loved. But WordCamp Austin just really knocked out of the park and thinking about it through what you said, they had the VR, which was amazing. If you're interested in doing VR networking for your event, uh, the, uh, WordCamp Austin used a piece of technology called Mozilla Hubs. It's open source and free, so you can go check it out. Uh, but they had the VR experience, which was cool because you could walk around the event and have group conversations and individual conversations and see people you, you recognize and stop and talk to them. But they also had the Slack, uh, a whole Slack account or channel set up for it with tons of engagement there and the YouTube video chat. Um, and that was, I walked out of that camp feeling like I had gone to a real WordCamp. Um, you know, I had random conversations and got to talk to people with a lot of different contexts. It was, it was very real feeling, uh, but it really boiled down to that, that networking component. Um, Jan, I wish we had more time, but we're kind of running, running to the end here. This was really, really helpful and valuable to hear your point of view here. Again, I think coming from a place of having done it for so long and not just reacted to it like pretty much everybody else, uh, I think it was super valuable for folks to hear today. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having me, David. I had a blast. Awesome. If you'd like to hear more about what Jan is up to, or maybe even get your own coaching for virtual events, you can visit virtualsummitmastery.com. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.